Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at three o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Well, I just came back from vacation and my brain is really scrambled. Good luck to you guys. <laughs> you know? Actually, I want to talk today about why brains are especially vulnerable, especially young brains to social media. And that gives me a takeoff on fantasy relationships. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But I wanted to share with you a little bit. I had uh, I don't get too much time off and it's really intense in the work that I do and pretty demanding. And um, my husband said, you know, we're going to Cancun and you need to shut that computer off and have a life. And so off we went. And uh, he took me to an all-inclusive place. And uh, people come from all over the world there. It's a small place, only maybe 300, 400 people. And uh, I quite enjoyed, I've been there before with him. And, uh, you know, the the meeting of the people at, a, at an event like that is just so much fun because these are accomplished adults. It's an adult only place and uh, accomplished adults from all over and listening to the stories of their lives and, and uh, getting acquainted with them and listening to their humor and their attitudes and their concerns and uh, their political concerns for America and California, quite frankly. Uh, as soon as you tell them you're from California, they start looking at you like you have four eyes. <laughs> they want to know yeah, how we survive it. And so apparently the uh, reputation from around the world here is, um, is really interesting. I met some uh, a guy who was a heart surgeon who he was from Croatia and uh, he met a nurse in an elevator that was from Serbia. And they're married and they're a delightful couple. And nobody can believe that a Croatian would marry a Serbian. But uh, they they just get along terrific. And and we met some people that were farmers. And they were telling us that they, these are very large farmers, not just uh, having a couple of cows, you know. But they were telling me that all their equipment now is ran by robots and uh, doesn't have anybody on the tractor kind of thing. But in the meantime, they are telling me that uh, she was home when the tornado tore down their house and they showed us photos of it. And you say to yourself what that must be like to be in your 70s and have everything you know torn away from you. I thought about that because of what's going on in uh, Mississippi and Tennessee and with all the political stuff going on, almost nobody's even talking about it. Uh, maybe the Weather Channel, who knows? But, you know, to suddenly have a, a, a cloud come out of the sky and take away everything you own is, uh, is just going to be devastating, especially if you're alone. And in her case, she was like early 70s. And uh, it just took away all their collectibles and all the pictures of their grandkids and kids and uh, their life in a, a split second was taken away except for their lives. And they're still alive and rebuilding. But you say to yourself, that's just not fair. And how does a person recover from that? 
Well, we had another kind of fun thing. I'll just share with you today, if you don't mind. I'm going to really go into a subject matter, but I'm just kind of sharing with you. So we're in the pool, and people come into the pool, and you you know uh, have a uh, daiquiri or whatever you're having there in the pool, and you start talking. And so these three couples came into the pool, and just you know obviously very successful people. And uh, so we started talking and we said, where are you from? And we said, well, we're from Riverside in California. And they said, we're from Riverside, California. And you're saying, you got to be kidding me. Where do you live? Well, we live on this street. We said, we live on that street. And, uh, and it was fascinating because they live five doors down from us. And yet we have never met. And that is so typical of life in California, where you really don't often know all the people on your own block or your own street. Everybody is out living very busy lives and doing whatever they do. And here we are, you know, literally tens of thousands of miles away from our home and run into someone who lives five doors down. And uh, what a delight to get to meet them. And like that, I hope that it turns into a, a good friendship. But it gave me a chance to see life maybe out of the bubble in which I live. This show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. It's usually about sex or labor trafficking or sextortion or social media exploitation, maybe money laundering and the, and like that. But one of the things that we often talk about is that the issue of how our lives have changed because of technology. And so to have all these face-to-face -face meetings and getting to know people from all over the world and exchanging ideas and uh, philosophies and points of view. And uh, as I said, some of them came from uh, war-torn areas. Uh, some of them have had very difficult lives, but almost every one of them are incredibly successful and delightful people. And to see their concerns at this point in their life and the relationships they have, uh, many of them uh, have been married for years, like 30, 40, 50 years. Others have, have um, as in my case, lost their spouses and then um, later remarried. And, um, you know, and then sometimes they're young people trying to um, probably use their parents' uh, membership in that particular group. And and they want to make something of themselves. And it was um, a delight to see people who are so responsible, who are goal-oriented, who are obviously successful, but they obviously care about other people. And uh, that is one of the things that that really came home to me is how important it is that we develop friendships and within not just um, outside people, but friendships within our own families, and that we have those bonds that we bring together. I think that's one of the greatest legacies that we can give to our children is that legacy of caring deeply about other people, of living your life in such a way that you help others and that you also set an example for the next generation that it isn't necessarily about me, 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 but it's really about looking out for each other and finding the good in each other. 
One of the things that I'm going to talk about today, because it's been on my mind, is we're going to talk about fantasy relationships. Those are relationships that are really, really shallow and relationships that are really about wanting something you don't have. And most important, being in a relationship where you have all the control. You know, you don't get intimacy if you're in a relationship where you have all the control because nobody can really get close to you. And on top of it, you're not dealing with reality because if you have to have all the control, then you're going to find out that it's really a very um, kind of a hard impact on your life as you realize that you don't really have a closeness to each other what you have is a situation where you protect yourself, you control yourself, and you don't allow yourself to be vulnerable to other people. Now, that's a very tricky thing because you don't want to be vulnerable to people who will hurt you or take advantage of you or use you in some way or use you in a way that only makes them look good. That isn't a relationship at all. That is one of the things I so enjoyed with the people I met is that they had arrived at a place of success, not just financially, but in a way of success of having good relationships of people they care about, of taking the time to do extra things to care about people in not only in their family, but people that are friends of theirs and that they can risk that kind of thing, risk rejection, risk criticism, but also not make themselves vulnerable to people who are going to exploit them. And that's a skill set that we kind of learn along the way. Some of us learn it much later than others, and some of us learn it in a hard way where you've trusted the wrong people or in, and put your lives in the hands of somebody who will exploit you. And how do we at, at some point teach our children in a way so that they don't get exploited, where they can be vulnerable to love and acceptance, they can reach out, especially in a world of social media, but in a way that they're protected so that they don't get themselves in a relationship that's abusive. My name is Opal Singleton, and this show is called Exploited Crimes and Technology. We're up against our first break, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside, Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's caters special occasions and hosts private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM590 The Answer. 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton of MillionKids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are, I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says, I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one of a kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org slash gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. So I wanna talk a little bit today about fantasy relationships. This kind of started for me about looking at why young brains are especially vulnerable on social media. And as many of you know, I deal with sextortion. In fact, we uh, help fund, we're the executive producer of a movie that is out on Amazon and um, iTunes and all the others called Sextortion, The Hidden Pandemic. And uh, you can get that, by the way, you can learn about that at sextortionfilm.com. And I highly recommend that you and your entire family and grandma and grandpa and everybody see that movie, not just because we raised the money on it, because we're living at an interesting time in our lives. And uh, a lot of the work that I do is about online crime, whether it's adults or kids and adults get into online crime and they become online victims of exploitation. And what happens is that it all changes when you go online. And I've written a book. It's an older book now, but it's still a very valid book. It's on Amazon or you can order it, me and kids. It's called Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And, you know, I wrote that book because uh, people thought that sex trafficking victims were people who were just walking down the street and someone came along and kidnapped them. Now, that can happen. It doesn't happen often. It can but most of the time, what happens, for instance, in sex trafficking is a young girl goes online, especially if she already has some, um, I don't know if I want to call it deficiencies, but certainly some challenges going on in her emotional life. If she's unsure of herself, maybe if she's uh, her parents have gotten a divorce or um, maybe she's been uh, sexually abused in her life. And they will go online and they're looking for that perfect situation to to find them valuable. And they develop a, a 
a fantasy relationship. So one of the things I started to read, why young brains are especially vulnerable to social media, this is from the American Psychological Association. They say starting at our age around 10, I, I go this direction because this really, when you start to put 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds online early on without helping them understand the real world and the world of social media, you're doing a real disfavor for your child because you're expecting them to have the maturity and the cognitive uh, skills, decision-making skills to wade their way through it, which has nothing to do with reality. Let's face it, social media and online video gaming is a world of fantasy. And we're putting young people who, whose brains are not developed, and quite frankly, we're putting some adult people whose brains are not developed either on some of those dating sites, and it becomes disastrous in that kind of thing. Well, American Psychological Association is saying that starting around age 10, children's brains undergo a fundamental shift that spurs them to seek social rewards, such as attention or approval from their peers. At the same time, we're giving them smartphones, and I digress here, but that is a connection to the entire world. That when you go on a smartphone, there are now over 5 billion people connected to the internet. And technology changed, Grandma and Grandpa and Mom and Dad. It isn't like MySpace and Facebook. When a child goes on the World Wide Web, they're on there with millions of people. And it's interesting to me that we send our kids off to battle without any kind of, of armor or protection mentally to prepare them for the world that they're living in. Social media platforms, I'm reading again from American Psychological Association, social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Snapchat have provided crucial opportunities for interaction that are a normal part of development, especially during the time of isolation such we went through with COVID. But they also have increasingly linked to mental health problems, including anxiety, depressive symptoms, and body image concerns. So why do kids face a higher risk of harm on social media? This article goes on to say that between the ages of 10 and 12, the brain makes changes It's regarding social rewards like compliments about how your hair looks or laughter from a classmate starting to feel a lot more satisfying. Receptors for the happy hormones called oxytocin, not that is not oxycotton, by the way, that's oxytocin, and dopamine multiply in a part of the brain called the ventral striatum, making pretense sensitive, extra sensitive to attention and admiration from others. So they go on to say, we know that social media activity is closely tied to that section of the brain. So what is happening is we're doing this and they're seeing as our children are starting to develop sexually, uh, hormonally, but more important about their own self-esteem and self-image. You know, being a teenager is always kind of a challenge because, you know, you're kind of walking that fine line of 
wanting to start to make adult decisions, wanting to be independent, not, uh, not, you know, starting to value their own judgment over a parent, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent. And let's face it, it's a it's trial and error. You know, I remember as a kid, I was, uh, I'm a blonde, if you don't know that from the photos. Anyway, I would think I was about uh, 11, 11 or 12, nobody was home. And uh, a friend of mine had bleached her hair. And, uh, and so I don't, you know, I start to get out the Clorox and a darn near kill myself. <laughs> what do you, do? you know, it's an 11 year old judgment on well, how hair should look. <laughs> I don't recommend it, folks. It's a disaster. I could hardly breathe. But, you know, what I'm saying is, is it's, you're going to make, you're going to try things out at that age. And you're going to make some bad decisions. And, you know, part of the growing up process and the parenting process is go, well, you tried that out and it didn't work, did it? Hopefully, what can we learn from that decision so that next time you make better decisions? And that's how it goes about working. But when you add the factor on there that you're putting a child online while they're trying out bad decisions can end up absolutely devastating. And we've had some cases right here in the Inland Empire where young people ended up and they're no different than anybody else, but they made a bad decision and it cost them dearly. Uh, you know, they'll go out and meet up with someone and that person will be a, a pedophile that molests them or maybe takes them away. We had a case um, a couple of cases, one up in Fresno, where she was only 12 years old. And uh, he talks around, he flies out from Virginia and he gets her to sneak out in the middle of the night. And he and by the time she's in the car and realizes that he's a creep, it's too late. She's a little 12 year old girl and he is a convicted pedophile who's running a dark web sex trafficking or excuse me, a child pornography ring. And, you know, he ended up putting her on a flight. Uh, parents didn't even know she was not in her bedroom. Um, fortunately, somebody intervened at Denver Airport or they probably never would have found her. That particular guy just died in prison, by the way, um, a young age. His name was Nathan Larson. But, you know, here's a girl who simply wanted out of curiosity and at 12, you have enough curiosity to think that you're an adult, but in fact, her life has changed forever. And the relationship between the parent and the child has changed as that trust bond has been broken. So that is the challenge of doing all this in an age of social media, is that kids go online, they get a fantasy relationship, they do not have the maturity to recognize that who they're talking to isn't anywhere near who they think they're talking to. But when they take it to another level and they actually sneak out, and that happens more than you would ever know. Uh, there was a survey, I think it was University of Toledo, Ohio, said that 58% uh, of kids who have sent a naked photo to somebody and they are being blackmailed, 58% will attempt to meet up with that person to get that photo back so that the parents never know that that is happening. And so it's real important if we're going to arm our kids with social media that we make sure that we arm them with mature judgment and they understand the world they're living in. 
And that's not as easy as you might think, which is why I live in the world I live in as we try to intervene with those kind of damaging cases. My name is Hopeful Singleton. It's MillionKids.org. We are coming up against that break, so we're going to ask you to stay with us, and we're going to be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet, more than 6 billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids. But a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. Hey, I want to take a few minutes here with you first and say thank you to all the people that have ordered the challenge coin for their kids. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we have a a challenge coin that we sell. It's a fundraiser for us, but more important, it's a legacy for you. You see, I believe the four most important words on earth, whether it's combating trafficking or combating sextortion or just dealing with real relationships and children, the four most important words on earth are, I believe in you. And we have challenge coins that say, I believe in you on one side, and the other ones say, stand tall, you are loved. And they're beautiful challenge coins. They're the kind of thing that will last a lifetime and their lifetime and their children's lifetime. And so I always recommend, if you're interested, go to meandkids.org and purchase some of those coins, and I'll send them out to you. If you get them without the gift box, they're 20 bucks, and if you want the gift box, it's 25 But it's a way for you to give something. What a great graduation present it is. Um, you know, what a great birthday present. It, it'll be a gift that they will keep long after you're gone. And it's much more meaningful than another gift card. Trust me. So you may be interested in that, but I want to thank all of you that support our organization. We deal with real cases. We serve as the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force as a training and outreach coordinator. So we often will coordinate situations where kids are being, uh, harassed or they're being uh, exploited online or they're, you know, they're tempted to go out and meet up with some of those people and, 
and make those connections or a young person is considering or getting into prostitution, we we have all of those kinds of things that we do for intervening. Well, I want to get back to this idea of fantasy because the social media aspect cannot be overstated about how it's built on fantasy. I, I thought about that the other day when they had that huge lottery. And yes, I bought a ticket. Okay, I'm no better than you are. <laughs> I mean, why not? A billion dollars? Are you kidding me? Just think of all the good we can do in the world for a billion dollars, but didn't happen. And so on we go. But for a week, everybody who bought a ticket began to fantasize about what they would do with a billion dollars. And fantasy can be kind of fun. It gives you a chance to be creative and come up with ideas. And, you know, a lot of artists do a lot of fantasy about what if I did this or what if I did that? And, you know, fantasy is a gift from God in many ways because it opens a lot of doors. But when fantasies become the reality of your day-to-day relationships, then you're in trouble. And that's especially true of our children because they go online, they go on dating sites. And I know a lot of people who met on dating sites and they seem to have worked out. But when you meet the wrong person on a dating site or a child meets a pedophile on a dating site, which is most often the case, your child does not have enough adult cognitive reasoning to be able to sort through what this person's like. I'm always saying that if you're dating the guy down the street, you can tell if he's living in mom's basement, okay? You can tell if he only bays on Thursdays. You can tell that stuff. But when you're on Tinder or Meet Me or My LOL, My LOL is the latest uh, teen dating site, and we're seeing all kinds of exploitation cases on that. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you might Google it and look at it and see. So many of these dating sites um, use geolocation software. So they give you the people that are closest to you. Well, I suppose if you're a 45-year-old divorced person, that might be helpful because you can find somebody in your community. But it is really dangerous if your little 14-year-old girl's on there or your 14-year-old male, because we're having a lot of um, sextortion cases now with males. Uh, they they get on, they think it's a 14, 15-year-old girl. A lot of times they're filmed without even realizing that if you're live streaming with someone, that camera works both ways. And it gets absolutely brutal. A lot of times they want more photos or sometimes they want money. And if they want money is really brutal. And I hope that uh, I'll just do a side trip right here. If you have a child that's engaged in trying to pay off somebody, please go to law enforcement immediately because these are usually Nigerian telemarketing companies or uh, maybe the Ivory Coast or Pakistan or Philippines, and they're brutal. And these kids end up either attempting to take their own life or committing suicide, and they don't know how to stand against them. So I, I just digress with that. But what I want to share here is when you're on one of those relationships, they're easy to get into and harder to deal with when you get out of it because you want what you want. You see, fantasy allows us to control the narrative. Uh, you know, you're not dealing with reality. I've, I've seen way too many divorce or potential divorce cases where guys got online in those uh, pornography sites 
And then the next thing you know that you're signing up for a subscription and the next thing you know, for a few more bucks, you can peel off and uh, talk to her. And uh, her whole thing there for five, 10 minutes is just to make you happy. And you say to yourself, well, I'm not cheating because, you know, I'm not really being with anybody. But what you are is addicted to her and the feedback and you make her into something you don't know anything about her except that she's focused on you. And so the danger of fantasy is it allows you to control the world you want to have, but it doesn't have anything to do with your real world. And in fact, it can destroy your real world if you start allowing that fantasy to be more important than the intimacy within your own relationship. Intimacy takes vulnerability and it takes trust. And that happens when two people that you can trust are being honest with each other and honest with themselves. And I really want to to, uh, stress that, you know, in the absence of face-to-face interaction where you can actually know somebody, we fill in the blanks. We fill them in with what we want, what we desire, what our needs are, and we, we put in... Uh, traits that may not, if you meet that person, you would say to yourself, what the heck was I thinking? You know, this is worse than what I have. But you have someone who is paid to give you that fantasy. That is the work that they're in. I do uh, a lot of uh, training through uh, various organizations about webcam sex and cyber sex on demand, interactive pornography and how addictive it is how much it destroys a relationship, but more important, it destroys the participant. And it takes a little bit longer before they realize that they are selling out their soul. Webcam sex is literally based on total fantasy. You feel like you're not cheating, but you don't realize how dependent you suddenly become on that and how it's like sucking you away from the original uh, relationship Real relationships take work. They take reality. They, you know, fantasy is like a concept that we carry in our heads and we have control over it and we tap it on, we want, we shut it off, we don't. And we're completely comfortable and completely in control. But that is not a relationship. A relationship is trust and give and take back and forth and accepting each other's flaws. When uh, I met my new husband, it was four years ago this week that we actually met. And I'm very grateful for a new relationship. I had a tremendous relationship for many, many years, like 44 years. And and then he got kidney cancer. And so, but we agreed that at our age, we're not going to change. Okay. So we better find things to laugh about and, and enjoy the humor of the differences in our life. And I would encourage you to do that throughout your life today. You know, instead of being critical of this or this doesn't meet my needs or I want that and these people are are rude and they don't understand my value, find some ways to laugh about it. Find some ways to exchange with your uh, uh you know, your significant other in your life, including your kids. You know, life is not perfect. And if you're expecting someone in your life to be perfect, as if you're as if you're perfect, you know, you're gonna have a hard life. And uh 
we were we were laughing the other morning when I made the coffee and didn't put the uh, the uh, filter in, and it's like, what's this all about? And I'm like, well, maybe because I'm jet lagged and it's six a.m. in the morning and I barely find the coffee pot. Maybe it's that. <laughs> so we find ways to laugh at each other's lives and the inconsistency in our lives. And, you know, it takes creativity. It takes being sure of yourself and being confident in your own uh, value and worth and confident in their value and worth. And it's when two people come together confident like that, that you can achieve true intimacy. Well, I hope this is helpful for you. Who knows? This is Opal Singleton. Uh, We're coming up against that break. So stay with us and uh, we'll be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590. The answer. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-934. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens. And she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of Million Kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. AM 590, the answer. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and we've been talking about fantasy relationships. Well, I do believe that part of what happens with our social media exploitation is it takes us away from reality. And that's true if you're 80 years old or 50 years old or 12 years old or six years old. All of us look for an escape. And I'm pretty sure that's what goes on in those TikTok uh, kind of videos that go out there and uh, the Facebook videos and like that. It kind of puts us out of reality and takes us into a different world. All of that is good as long as you have control of it and you have the discipline to be able to protect yourself and have your children protect themselves. And I think that's really part of that discussion before you put someone on a cell phone. You know, I some of us, uh, maybe I've shared this with you. I remember one morning being at Mimi's on breakfast, and next to me was a table of about, I would say, 10 or 12 people, and it was Grandma's birthday. Grandma was in her 80s, there's no doubt, so there's multiple generations going on there, and they've all met at Mimi's to celebrate her birthday, and 11 of those people were on their phones. And I, I watched Grandma, and I could almost see her rewriting her will. She was just so furious, and I don't blame her. Here is a wonderful occasion, uh, an occasion that, you know, will never happen again and probably won't be happening a lot in the future based on her age. And what a great time for the family to interact and exchange and talk about memories and get Grandma to share her life and her wisdom and and some of her experiences, and enjoy the bonding with each other. You see, if 11 of the 12 people are bonding in a fantasy relationship on their social media phone, they are not bonding with each other. Now, maybe they're texting each other, but, you know, who knows how that goes. I think what we need to do in this case is, number one, social media should never overtake good manners. And that's true between husband and wife. That's true between the family. And that's true wherever you are. You know, I see business meetings where everybody goes in and grabs their phone. And, you know, if you're meeting face-to-face with people, put your social media away and start to interact. Same way, if you're taking a night out to dinner, okay, there's nothing wrong. My husband and I'll sit there sometimes and share, you know, uh, Facebook or videos, clips and things like that while we're having dinner and relaxing before the food comes. But let's, let's talk to parents and kids and let's share the value of that personal intimacy when two people meet. I think that's where I really came in uh, to this conversation is it was such a pleasure to be at that resort and meet so many different people and put, you know, if you're in the pool, most people, some people took their phone to the pool, but the rest of the time we, we got to know other people from around the world and how refreshing that was. And I think uh, one of the things that, that I came away with, if you will, uh, is a new uh, commitment to getting to know other people to listening to their stories, to listen to their concerns, to let them have a voice, uh, to hear their ideas. You know, if we go into a conversation thinking all of our ideas are right and all of theirs are wrong, 
we're not going to learn anything. And more important, we're not going to connect with that other person. And, you know, there is a place for social media. There's a place for Google and all of that. I'm not against technology. I think technology isn't good or bad. But when you give up all discipline, if you give up all cognitive reasoning, if you connect yourself in a world that isn't real, then you're going to pay a price. Number one, you're going to miss a lot of real life. The healthiest kids I see out there are kids whose family are well-balanced. Yeah, they have screen time and they have conversations about screen time. This generation is going to live in a world of technology, but they create family outings. They go to soccer games and uh, some of them do dirt bike riding or they go to sports and do that kind of gaming and or they'll go to the ocean or they enroll the young person in dance classes or maybe help them with uh, being part of a band or going hiking out there or maybe building something with their own hands or creating some artwork and something that will give them a sense of value. And also it gives them a chance to say, okay, I did this right, this right, and this right, and I messed this one up, okay? We're not perfect, and to expect that perfection isn't going to work. But it is that engagement that gives you the reality to have intimacy. You will never have intimacy if you are in a fantasy relationship because it's not based on reality. You're not accepting each other's flaws. You're not opening that door to be close to each other and be able to say, you know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, but we make a pretty good imperfect pair and be proud of your family and each other and who you are. I hear families that are fighting and tearing into each other and finding out, you know, being ticked off about something that happened in 1984. And it goes down from generation to generation and they fight over an inheritance. And I think how sad that is. Uh, it isn't the things. It is that they are forfeiting that tie to someone who could be very precious to them that could make their lives better if they decided that they weren't so important themselves. If they can put away that part of their lives and open up the door to the what ifs of the world. But it's also those people that deal with reality. If you're in a fantasy relationship based on, you know, your need to escape and have some perception of something that isn't real, you're going to end up with something that isn't real. And in fact, sometimes our kids, when they, they pursue that fantasy relationship and they meet up with someone, they can't pay a price. And this can happen to adults too, out in like those dating sites where they pay a price that will change their perceptions, it changes their values, and it changes for who they are. You know, life is just so important and it's so precious, but it's based on honesty. It's based on moral values. It's based on trust. It's based on sharing about what is important to you and hearing what is important to other people and being able to laugh at the differences that are in there. That is so much better than living in some sort of bubble that isn't anything ever near what you want. And even worse, when you go out and you meet up with that person and you find out how far they are from what you want. But by that time, your feelings are on your cuff and you've already been hurt. 
So I hope this show has been helpful to you. It's just some thoughts I wanted to share with you because uh, I had some time off and it was uh, really good to renew my spirit and uh, get back out there and start again this afternoon, rolling up my sleeves and doing all the training on uh, sexual exploitation and human trafficking and like that. And I have a whole schedule ahead of me. If you want to know more about Million Kids, please go to millionkids.org millionkids.org. You can order the challenge coins there. By the way, I put a little bit of my artwork on there. One of the things I've started to do is get back to some of my uh, glass work. I I used to be a glass artist and had to put it into storage, and now uh, I have it set up again. And that's what I do to kind of uh, pull myself together. And we also have uh, some some jewelry on there for sale from a lady by the name of Nancy Probiskansky. Uh She's an incredible uh, jewelry maker as far as like uh, weaving uh, wire work and that kind of thing. She uh, is a recent widow, and uh, she has donated her her um, inventory to me and kids to uh, help support our work. So if you want to know more about any of these subjects or how to uh, report uh, something that is happening, um, you can certainly do that by calling 1-888-3737-888. That is the national hotline. If you have a child that's uh, connecting with someone uh, that they may get exploited or uh, getting into sex trafficking. But in the meantime, I appreciate each and every one of you that support our work. We've trained well over half a million people. We go out to schools. I'm going to do one again Thursday here in the Inland Empire. We talk to kids. We train teachers. We train school resource officers. We we, uh, you know, law enforcement, code enforcement, there isn't anybody we don't drain. So, but it's important to do that so that we can find people that are being exploited and help them get the services they need, especially if it's a young person and especially if it involves online social media exploitation. If you ever watch that film, Sextortion, The Hidden Pandemic, I'd really appreciate it. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Thank you for each and every one of you that listen. Put your arms around your loved ones this week. Let them know how proud you are and that you believe in them. And we will see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com.